Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sheerlux Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Heather Steele, and Harriet Russell. And I'm so happy to say we're all in the same room. We'll be very socially distant. <laughs> yeah. We're having to sort of shout at each other. Yeah, I can, I can just about see you from <laughs> yeah. over here, Harriet. Um, how's everybody doing? First day back in the office. Good. I mean, I feel a bit knackered. I was just saying to Charlotte earlier, my back is really sore because I think I'm quite used to like just popping up and down every five minutes, mm. whereas I need to get into the habit of walking around more. I need to find some like in work hobbies. <laughs> so you know when you need like a five minute break, <laughs> what can I do? Your job. Ah. Well, the problem oh, yes. is, of course, is that they've, you know, sealed our kitchen and mm. everything's really sort of sanitized and hygienic. So there isn't that whole like, oh, just pop up and get a drink or like whatever. It's too much bother now. So. Exactly. We can't yeah. have two of you like hovering around the kettle. No. Yeah, I can't go and hover at somebody else's past. No, when you, me and Poppy were in there earlier, I was like, oh, we're breaking the rules. We're going we're gonna to mm. wrap this up. Okay, well, if anyone's got any suggestions for how to <laughs> kill time at work, then yeah. <laughs> how to let me know. Your job. Yeah. No, we were saying before, so, you know, you're so used to being able to, even if you just walk and sit and work in a different room, it's, you can change your scenery. I mean, I have to say, I'm much happier here than I am at home five days a week, but mm. it's more intense, for sure. Yeah, but I feel more energized for being around people, actually. I can feel at home sometimes, like, getting into quite a lethargic pattern. Yeah. And- Definitely. And I think for what we do as well, it's so important to be yeah. together because yeah. just bouncing ideas off each other mm-hmm. and just even like the small things you say, it's just so much better than being back home. Totally. Agree. Agree. What has everybody been watching, listening to, consuming? Heather, I'll come to you first. So two quick points. I've mainly been watching two very different things. One, The Sopranos from the beginning oh, yeah. again, enjoying it. And two, Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying both of them. Well, I've watched all of Selling Sunset a few weeks ago, but I haven't been on the podcast since. So. I definitely wouldn't put you down as a setting sunset kind of gal no. I like a bit of stuff like that occasionally break it all up I just find it very easy to watch and to be fair with this one versus other sort of scripted reality things the houses are insane like those sort of 60s glass sort of modernist buildings of my dreams so that lured me in but I stayed for the drama have you, <laughs> have you watched Million Dollar Beach House yet yes I did watch all of that as well actually but <laughs> there's that... only like five episodes of okay. that one and it was is a... that linked to selling sunset or is it completely different? No, well, it's exactly the same format. Isn't the same it? format, but not the same characters or like same. No, no, no. Is, is, it, it, is it in the Hamptons? It's in the Hamptons, but it's not very good. Is it linked to Million Dollar Listings? Because that's another yes. show. Yes. Having not seen that, there's a girl who's on that who's now transferred to the Hamptons. Right. Again, they've got some really nice houses, but yeah, the vibes aren't quite there with the team members. The drama's not up there. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's kind of like most of it's these two sort of bros who had kind of like mm. grew up around there. And, you know, sweet enough, but I quite liked the sort of high the LA drama sort yeah. of yeah <laughs> I need some heels with my drama exactly um, and the Sopranos I've never actually watched it despite having always meant to what is it that everybody is so obsessed with so I haven't seen it either and again it's one of those things it always comes you know at least top three
three in any of the best series that have ever, ever been made. But yeah, Tony Soprano as a mafia boss who goes to therapy, that is not giving anything away. He's in there constantly. But yeah, it's just an intriguing concept. And especially, I think it was in the 90s, it was very rare to see these kind of strong men going to therapy and kind of talking through their feelings. Watching it now as a newcomer, I think each episode is like its own mini story and none of it's rushed. I think these days with any sort of big series, it's always got to be a hook or something to keep you going at the end of every single episode. Whereas this is just a sort of, obviously it's about gangsters. So there's a level of violence here and there, but generally it's just about family values and it's quite slow but in a good way. So yeah, I'm on series two at the moment and I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of series, aren't there? Yeah, but they're only 13 episodes long rather than the American ones we're used to now and they're sort of 24 Mm -hmm. one-hour episodes long. So yeah, I'm slowly making my way through it. Where can you watch it now? I'm watching it on Now TV and enjoying it. I keep meaning to watch The Wire for similar reasons. So that's what I'm going to do next. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that is another one that people always say is like the best ever. So I need to see all the fusses about. Exactly, that's why I'm doing it. Harriet, what have you been watching? I've watched two things this week, but I have to say I've been quite disappointed by both of them. The first one is the latest instalment in the Cormoran Strike sort of saga, which has been playing on BBC for about the last three years. But they've been doing it by book. So the original books are written by Robert Galbraith, aka J.K. Rowling. And they've obviously made them into a TV series, but they've done it by book and they've released one pretty much every year, I think, since 2016-ish. But there's only three or four episodes per book. God, talk about a slow drip for a start. (laughs) And then I was just explaining before we came on that the two central characters, spoiler alert, are in love but not in love. And that's been the premise pretty much since day one. So it's not much of a spoiler, you'll get the drift pretty much immediately. But I sort of feel like they've dragged it out so slowly. And of course, the reason they've dragged it out so slowly is because she doesn't write the books fast (laughs) enough. So the poor BBC basically jumped the gun way too soon, I think. And they only started making the TV show when she'd written like two of the books. So it's dragging out. And I sort of feel like, come on, guys, everyone knows where this is going. And I'm getting a bit impatient with it. I can't speak for that one. I haven't seen it. But it's a big commitment when you are the producers of a show like that or the writers of a show like that to finally make your couple, your central couple, actually go for it. There's no going back from that. So I actually prefer the build-up and the anticipation of more than the the moment. I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Because in every classic TV show, you look at the moment where the characters finally get together. And from then on, it always kind of gets a bit sort of wilted, doesn't Mm. it? All the tension's lost, effectively. Maybe they won't even get together. yeah. They definitely will. Like, it's just so <laughs> obvious. But I think it will be the pinnacle. And part of me wonders that because the murder mystery is in it, they're good, don't get me wrong, but they're so generic. There could be a hundred of these books. There's really no limit. It's a great money spinner for her. <laughs> Kudos. But from a relationship sort of point of view, I'm sort of wondering where it will go. But knowing me, I'll finish it and I'll wait for the next one. <laughs> I've, I've got OCD and I need it to complete before my eyes. So the next one is I Hate Susie, which I was chatting to Heather earlier about it. I would say the first half of it is pretty good and then it really loses its way. So this is the new Billy Piper drama on Sky. I also watched the first two and thought this is not for me. It's about a former child star, but still an actress as an adult, albeit not quite as successful. Yeah, she's sort of a bit of a B-lister, isn't exactly. she, really? a bit of a has-been. And images are released on the internet after a hacking of her 
performing oral sex on a man who's not her husband. And it goes from there. It was almost like euphoria, but for grown-ups, it was a bit mm-hmm. trippy and drug-fueled. I wanted to kind of shake her and be like, get a grip, you know? <laughs> totally, because I think by the end of it, I did see it through, because the episodes aren't that long. That's the other thing to plug about it, is that it is a good one if you're not that invested. But the thing that just ultimately got me in the end was like, you know, I always bang on about this. I really don't like you. As and a character or as, as a character? <laughs> no, as an actress, she's great, that's actually. I would harsh. say I would say she's pretty convincing. Once you're sort of past the first episode and you think, okay, is she just playing Billy Piper? Because mm. she used to live in my village when she was married to Chris Evans Ooh. back in the day. So I used to follow her around the supermarket and stuff <laughs> quite a lot and see her in the pub and stuff. And she was a bit sort of all over the place then. She used to go to the supermarket with no shoes on and stuff like that. That's the character she plays. Exactly. Yeah. And Camilla Long wrote in the Times basically words to that effect. Like, is she so convincing because we're just watching Billy Piper? Mm. <laughs> That's weird because um, I don't know anything really about Billy Piper anymore as in I couldn't tell you what her personality's like or anything. But and could so. you sing? Because you were to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always, to. When I hear Billy Piper, I always think of Secret Diary of a Cool Girl. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People really rate her for as well. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it, but I know that she's been quite acclaimed. Oh, it's stuff. great. Yeah. It's great. And, and it's also written by Lucy Preble, who's written oh, I right. Hate yeah. Susie. Oh. Um, Did you see her in Yama? Yes. The yeah. best performance I've ever, ever seen of an actress. Me too. Like, absolutely so good. Insane. So, yeah. I agree. So then I yeah. think of something like that, and exactly. I think she is not just kind of like typecast. No, no, exactly. no, she's exceedingly good at what she does. But there is that sort of moment in the first episode of I Hate Susie where you think, oh, is this all a bit close mm-hmm. to home? Because, again, slight spoiler alert, obviously the ramifications of what happens with those photos then plays out in her marriage. And to me, I don't know if you felt this, Charlotte, but the marriage kind of feels like her marriage to Lawrence Fox in oh, places. He plays a Lawrence Fox type character. In very right wing, yeah. very uptight. Totally. Like I just got that vibe and I was thinking, oh, this is all quite autobiographical. But of course, she's a co-producer and co-created it with Lucy mm. Preble. So how do you not get those biographical elements into it? Probably and, unavoidable. And also, all of that's fine. Like, great, tell your story. It's just more... I felt dirty watching really it. It's really seedy. It's I'm really seedy and grimy. I enjoyed it, but I couldn't identify with it. No. Which I think yes. hampered my enjoyment of it. Perhaps. And if anyone listening has got to the last episode and agrees with me that the final scene is one of the most stupid things you've ever seen, <laughs> hit me up in the DMs, because I've got opinions. <laughs> Heather, did you finish it? I've only seen the first four or five, so I've got a couple more, but I was going to continue it, but now Harriet said that half don't want to watch it and really do, so we can chat. Yeah, so. yeah I'll do it for you. Finish chat about it. Tour, what have you been watching? I've started watching Unwell on Netflix. It's a bit like the Goop series and each episode it explores one episode of wellness, kind of like a concept or a pillar and then kind of goes into it, debunks all the myths and like what it's all about. I watched one about essential oils. It was not the best one to start on. No, it sounds quite dull. It was quite yeah. dull. But I watched one about bee venom therapy and how bee venom can be used to like treat some pretty radical things. And there was actually a piece in the BBC yesterday or the day before saying that it actually can help with some certain types of cancer. Wow. And that was fascinating. Other episodes on there, there's one about a weightlifter who drinks breast milk to get ripped, which I think looks fascinating yeah, i'd watch that desperate to watch that one and there's another one about fasting that i really want to watch as well and they're an hour each really interesting oh, you're so on brand i love it <laughs> yeah i mean i i love the goop stuff i know there was a lot of controversy about that but i, I enjoyed it and also that's the point of a documentary isn't it to open your eyes to new weird quirky things so it doesn't exactly. have to be gospel it's just interesting like. exactly and some of the claims are quite outlandish if you're not into wellness you might watch it and be like this is an absolute load of shit mm. but I quite enjoyed it. But also, <laughs> even if it's shit, interesting to have a process that gets you there. Exactly. We just talked about I Hate Susie and Sky are on this kind of 
big push with a whole load of new dramas. Um, so I've been watching another one, which is called Two Weeks to Live. Oh yeah, what do you yeah. think of that? Um, so this is a series with Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark in Game of Thrones, and Sean Clifford, who plays the sister in Fleabag. And they are basically a mother and daughter duo who have lived off the grid as survivalists since the murder of the husband slash father by a mob leader. Um, The point at which you meet Maisie Williams' character, she's the main character, she has escaped from her mother in their like hut in the middle of nowhere. Again, this isn't a spoiler, this is all in the trailer. She's on a mission to avenge her father's death by killing this mob leader. Tours looking like, what on earth? It all sounds completely dramatic and over the top. But it's really funny. It's a comedy. Um, I know, which is really unexpected. It's a kind of comedy drama. There's some quite like disturbing stuff in there. The reason she kind of goes ahead and does it in the very first episode is because she believes that the apocalypse has come. There's only, hence the title, Two Weeks to Live. And that's due to some people that she's met on the way. I won't give that away for you. But so there's some darkness there as well. You know, there's this poor girl who's kind of been brought up to believe X, Y, Z her whole life. So yeah, it's not all coming from a completely comedic place, but it's really funny. And they kind of, they don't break the fourth wall, but there's a lot of non-naturalistic stuff that would never happen. Like she might be in a physical fight with someone and someone will say something witty and they'll stop and be like, oh, that was funny. Like, oh yeah, thanks. Like, you know, I thought it was funny too. There's a lot of that. I can imagine some people don't have the patience for that type of humour. But if you do, it's funny and it's silly and it's obviously got some great acting talent. And also it's six episodes, half an hour long. So Ooh, yeah, worth lashing out on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Easy. I feel like all this chat about Sky, every time makes me want to get Sky. There's just... So yeah, many, you have it. No, there's just so many gems on there, aren't there? Yeah, really yeah. Stuff. You should get a Now TV subscription. That's a much cheaper way of getting access to all of this content. It's how I watch I Hate Susie. You can do it on a like month by month yeah. basis so you can freeze your account. So basically, I used to only have it for Game of Thrones and then when Game of Thrones wasn't on, I'd sort of freeze it for like eight months. Oh, no, that's clever. It. I just feel like I don't need more subscriptions in my life. It all sounds like an ad. It's not a Sky. <laughs> not that <laughs> I, I like Sky um, for all the old box sets. Yeah. So for like, I was on a real Nigella binge this weekend and I had like three different series and I just had them all in the background while I was cooking. Exactly. Or I, like, oh, the city. she is the dream. Yeah. I love yeah, Nigella. Yeah, me too. But I've been watching the replays <laughs> yeah. of Nigellissima. She's got a new series coming out in October. Yeah. Excellent. What is oh, it? Oh, she got a new book? Yeah. Is it called At My Table? Is that what it's called? I, I, feel, old, no, I, I feel it's I called that whole series. Simply right. Nigella, perhaps. Don't quote me on Amazing. that. But yeah, she's she's back. She's the best. Literally love her. Speaking of food, we wrote a feature on noodles and 12 different interesting ways to cook them at home uh, these included things like chilled soba noodles with lime and jalapeno dressing yum spicy glass noodle salad miso soba noodles with shiitake sea salad and spring veg and chicken ramen yum loads of different options so i want to know do you cook with noodles very often and what do you do with them I haven't actually cooked with noodles for a long time. You know, when you go through phases of certain things, I think they've just kind of fallen off my mm-hmm. radar, but I did go through a massive phase of buying the, the fresh ones, mm-hmm. the Waitrose whole wheat ones. And I made a really good sauce in the Nutribullet. I think about two fresh carrots, garlic, sesame oil, lime juice, miso, peanut butter, a bit of water. And then I put that over the noodles so and then had it with like salmon or something. And it yeah. was kind of, yeah, miso-y and nutty. Yum. Delicious. delicious. I also love a good pad thai. Um, yeah. But again, I haven't made one for ages and I'm feeling inspired now. I know, it's quite good inspo, isn't it? Mm. Um, Heather, I feel like you're probably a noodle gal. Yeah, I cooked with them so much that about a year ago, my boyfriend told me we had to go on like a noodle <laughs> detox. Because <laughs> I just think they're so versatile. You could do loads of different things with them. What kind of noodles do you buy or make? It depends. Clear Spring do loads of those sort of dried ones. Mm. So salmon noodles, which are the really, really skinny ones, which you can have with like a dipping sauce that you make out of like ponzu 
and soy sauce, but I have that quite often. But only because when I went to Japan, that's basically what lots of Japanese people have for breakfast. They have the noodles cold, so you cook them, refresh them in water, and then dip them in the really nice Mm. dipping sauce. So I sometimes have that as a snack because they're only like really thin noodles. And I told you, you said you went to Namban for dinner the other day. It's the best ramen I've ever, ever had. What is that? It's a ramen place in Brixton. Is Mm. Brixton the only location? They've got one in Seven Dials Market now as well. I mean, absolutely insane. Really? What about it? I've been to Bone Daddy's before for ramen and the kind of summer else, I can't remember, but I found it so heavy. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I ate the bowl and I was like, I feel very sick, Mm. very kind of rich, fatty broth. Whereas this one was just packed with flavor, but Mm. with none of that heaviness. I go to Bone Daddy's a lot and I find you have to go veggie there. I agree with you. It's fine. It's so sickly. Same with tonkotsu as well. Like it's fab that they make those pork broths for like hours and hours and then the flavor is incredible, but it sits on your stomach, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, In all fairness, I had a chicken one there. So I think they did have pork based ones on yeah. the menu but the chicken was just insane like yes. yum 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 yeah, he delicious. does a curry ramen as well which is really mm. delicious but basically yeah tim anderson whose restaurant namban has got a cookbook called japanesey which i use all the time and that's got loads of really really good noodle recipes in but he also got one in there for i mean i only make it very occasionally because it is not healthy but it's like japanese carbonara and it's just oh, oh my god yeah, delicious what, it's what kind of that so instead of obviously japanese carbonara instead of using spaghetti they use noodles uh, and then it's got like shiitake mushrooms, garlic, a bit of sake instead of wine, I suppose, to make it a bit sweeter. It's also got miso dashi, sesame seeds, nori, and then a bit of parmesan at the end. Oh. And if you want to, you can add some sort of salmon roe to it to kind of give it that pancettery taste. Yeah. But and it, saltiness as yeah, well. Yeah, oh. it, it sounds complicated to make it, isn't at all. But yeah, it's certainly not healthy at all, but it's absolutely delicious. That sounds incredible i'm not always a big fan of fusion food but that is honestly yum italian and japanese who would have thought it <laughs> harriet what about you are you a noodle girl yeah i am a noodle girl although given the choice i would probably go for traditional pasta rather than noodle dishes however there is one noodle dish that i make all the time i think it's a deliciously ella recipe but it's not from one of her books i think i found it on youtube and if you just look on youtube for miso mushroom noodles you'll find it Mm. and that's all it is it could not be easier you just take i think it's two of those like noodle nests and the rest of it is just chopped up mushrooms coconut milk peanut butter miso spring onions and sesame seeds and you just mix it all together in a pan it all melts together whack the noodles in that sounds sounds great actually quite straightforward as well it literally takes about 10 minutes i think she calls it her sunday night kind of staple and that's exactly how I kind of view it because the peanut butter and the coconut milk kind of come together to make quite a sort of thick sauce. Mm. So it's quite comforting. Mm. Whereas I always think of like Asian noodle dishes as quite sort of worthy in a way because they're healthier than most, but maybe this one's not. Do you? I think of noodles as really naughty. Like my yeah. go-to wagger order is yakisoba. Yeah, and I, I, love, and I love those thicker noodles. No, no, udon. I go for the skinny ones. Oh, I like the thick ones. That's yeah, what, an udon? Yeah, udon, oh, udon. udon. Yeah, no, I don't like udon. I find them too slimy. Oh, I love them because they're even more filling um, and delicious. But that's it. I think I think of this as like naughty food, like real treats. Yeah, like a yeah. big hot steaming bowl of noodles. Oh, like, good. Do you make like them at home, Charlotte? Food? Yeah, sometimes. I, I like a glass noodle. I often keep them in the fridge and I'll just add them. Like last night I did a kind of coconut fish thing and they're nice. so useful just to always have. So mm. I, just, I actually added rice, not, not noodles, but I could have added noodles. And I love Alexa. Tasty. So tasty. Do you know Banana Tree? I think yeah. that's one, which is like quite shit. But they it's do like a budget wagon. It's Sorry. so budget. But they do this laxa, which is like, if mm. ever I'm ill, it's this like coconutty, spicy, 
broth with it's got the most gooey aubergine in it and all these thick noodles and it's just incredible nigella also does a really good laxa it's in her kitchen book does she yeah it's really interesting i was watching nigella thinking i would never think of her for asian food that's exactly what i was thinking but she does does she yeah it's, it's quite an old book now i think it came out when i was at uni so over 10 years ago but yeah it's a real sort of thick volume and uh, yeah the lax is in there and i make that one quite a lot nice. as well oh, i love noodles so much <laughs> oh so i'm hungry <laughs> thank you what a lovely way to start the segment Heather. thank you <laughs> recording the podcast at four o'clock is not a good idea if you're looking for more noodle inspo um then definitely have a look at the feature on the site here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're going to continue to talk a bit about food now because we wrote a feature on the pros and cons of skipping breakfast. Once upon a time, it was always sacrilegious, wasn't it? You should never, ever miss breakfast. That was the number one rule. Um, But these days with intermittent fasting so popular, a lot of people are eschewing that first meal of the day. Um, Heather, you've spoken frequently about obviously doing 5-2, which involves you skipping breakfast. Were you traditionally not a breakfast eater anyway? Yeah, I don't really like milk, so I've never really been a cereal kind of person and never really been interested in the sweeter side of breakfast. I love like toast and things like that, but my thing is I need to have a good couple of coffees and really wake up before I feel hungry, so there's just never usually a chance for me to eat anything before leaving the house. So traditionally, I have been a bit of a breakfast skipper anyway although during lockdown I was definitely having toast at like half 10 every day and I'm missing that today but yeah when I was doing five two things or whenever I do those I think yeah the best way to try and get your window in is just to completely ignore breakfast and try and keep going as long as possible until you really need to eat something and then that seems to work for me anyway in terms of not feeling too hungry because Tor, there are some surprising benefits to it, despite everybody always having said that you mustn't. Yeah, there are books and books on the subject, but the whole you should have breakfast thing was started by Kellogg's like back in the 50s, the 40s maybe. Mm. And it was all a marketing, marketing ploy. Yeah. Mm. So they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's purely because of that. Um, Did Kellogg's coin that? Yeah. That's crazy. It's really, really, it's really, really nuts. At the end of the day, I personally, I just can't skip breakfast. I can't think straight. I can't see. I have to eat in the morning. But when do you eat? Because you run every morning. Quite late. Exactly. So I won't eat till like 9 or 9.30. So I always try and get in a 12-hour fast Mm -hmm. because they say that's like the minimum. Okay. But that's easy. Yeah. Like if you finish dinner at even half eight or nine and you don't have breakfast at nine the next day, that's easy. I'm exactly the same as you. I wake up starving every day. I always have done. But because lunch isn't till one, I always just wait till I get to the office as a rule to eat because... 
otherwise there's too long a gap between breakfast and lunch and I just can't focus so mm. I'm the same as you I try to eat it at nine but you're right I've never thought that's given me a good fast period yeah so that's something you're doing without noticing great um <laughs> yeah but I think even like 14 hours is just that even bit better so in the feature we interviewed Michael Mosley who is like the creator of one of the fasting diets um and he said that skipping breakfast can really improve your body composition what it does is it reduces body fat improves your blood sugar levels your cholesterol your insulin resistance and gives you more energy uh, and there have been so many amazing trials and research done. So it, it's proof it works. Yeah. So I think if, if you're one of those people who can survive without breakfast, do it. Because it's like the easiest way to boost your health. I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, my parents certainly thought they were giving us a healthy diet. But when I think about what we used to have for breakfast, it actually blows my mind. Like shreddies was our like healthy option. <laughs> yeah. That was the weekday thing. And then on the weekend, I would literally mix Cocoa Pops yeah. and Honey Nut Loops. Did and- you like like... Country Crisp. Was it Country Crisp? No, like, what's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, those country like Crisp. Yeah. I thought that was oh, the healthiest yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like mm. pure sugar. The idea that you send your little kids off to school on a bowl of shreddies just blows my mind. Yeah. I used to have Pop-Tarts all the time. Yes. Jam sandwich and a bowl of Cocoa Pops. That mm. was like a Friday breakfast. <laughs> Having said that though, we did, we were like, used to be a lot more active, like pee lessons, running around. But isn't it about your brain function as well? I've learned so many times the hard way. Me, Polly and Lou have like a croissant Friday thing, but I actually just can't partake anymore because if I I start my day on something as sugary as a croissant it's fine if I have it like a buffet or something like we you know with eggs and with yeah because the, the minute you have it with protein that right. keeps you on a more of an even and level, right exactly but if I have just the croissant I'm screwed for the rest of the day I mean I shake and my blood sugar levels go absolutely all over the place mm-hmm. so god knows what those cereals are doing to to kids um Harriet are you a breakfast eater well it's interesting what you're saying there about the croissant thing because I never used to be I had really gotten into a habit I think when I had a much longer commute into the city and beyond I used to have to get up a lot earlier and my journey was really long and I couldn't face the idea of breakfast at like 7 30 in the morning I just wasn't ready for it and I was a bit like Heather I was like oh I need two coffees in my system <laughs> before I can even think about it but the problem with that is that by the time you've had those coffees, I think what you're saying about being a kid and like surviving on toast and jam is like, by the time you're an adult, maybe you're not so keen on the sugar, but I think I've just replaced it with caffeine Mm. to get that same hit in the morning. And the problem is when that caffeine then starts to wear off by 10, 10 I am ravenous. Mm. And it's like, I don't know, piece of avocado on some rye bread just ain't going to cut it. <laughs> so before I know it, I'm in Gales buying things I shouldn't be buying. So it was one of my New Year's resolutions to be much more sensible about breakfast and try and eat it before I left the house, not just from a health perspective, but also a cost perspective. And obviously then lockdown happened. So that kind of became a bit of a moot point. However, first day back to the office, I had breakfast at home. Um, what did you have i had two weetabix with a banana i nice. love weetabix i haven't said cereal is bad i i love weetabix weetabix, weetabix is, is good weetabix yeah. is grown-up cereal and yeah, they've also know. reformulated the recipe of weetabix several times actually um so now it really isn't that bad and the sort of sugary side of it comes from the banana so i figure that's probably okay good i think yeah. you're right there harriet yeah. you're right and actually i did a kind of pros and cons in my feature and on the cons i spoke to a woman called Rohan huntress who's a dietitian her argument was that eating breakfast is like the best time to refuel and pack in nutrition and by skipping that meal you're missing an opportunity to give your body mm. some nutrients so that was also a really interesting angle i thought but if you're not somebody who fancies an omelet packed with veggies first thing in the morning and if what you're going to do instead is reach for a muffin then actually you're better off skipping really mm. aren't you yeah exactly are you still into your overnight oats i love it 
blow my oven yeah. nose. I was I a real them. two soft boiled eggs every single day in lockdown. I'm really going to miss nice. that. I, I, I started having boil, a boiled egg for breakfast and half a grapefruit and it was great. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have to say, I have mine on thick slabs of sourdough with a lot of butter as well. It was probably healthier, but that's the thing I'm yeah. really going to yeah. miss actually. And actually, I, I did think to myself, now we're in September, I do feel there's this kind of chance to have a bit of a reset of, you know, certain things. And when we're at home on Wednesday and Friday, I, I want to have eggs for breakfast. Yes, definitely. I'm going to do it. Speaking of, and that's a lovely segue, thank you. We had Sarah Ann Macklin, who is a nutritionist on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she was talking about packing in your veggies and you should be having 30 portions of fruit and veg a week. And I found that podcast actually a real wake up call. And actually I had a cold last weekend, which is just like, we were in quarantine and I managed to catch a cold. So oh, yeah, anyway. but it was such a drop in temperature. Well, I think that, thank you, Harriet, that must've been it. Like yeah. I don't know what else it could have been. But anyway, so I was really like, God, I must work on my immune system. So ever since that podcast, I've been working really hard to pack in my fruits and veg. So it's also been like a September resolution for me, but like really making a massive effort. Like every meal has to contain amazing like, portions. So and I, I don't know if I physically feel better about it yet, but I looked back on that week when she came on the podcast and I was like, I honestly think I'd had like one vegetable all week. My door's going to fall on the floor. One but I would vegetable have, But I would have week. like rocket and avocado. That would be my version of greens. But, that with, counts. but not. It does count, but it's not courgette and carrots rocket and is one blah, of the most blah. potent superfoods well that's good but you know i need my spinach and my onion and my i just neglected all that kind of good fresh goodness so that has been my kind of health resolution mm. for september have you guys done that harriet you're obviously going to be making your breakfast pre-work so that's yours mm-hmm. yeah yeah the problem with eating healthy that no one talks about enough i don't think is the organization that's mm, actually totally required agree especially if it's not something that comes natural to you. If, you know, if you're not tall, who's out running and, you know, loving life every day, then I think, <laughs> I think, well, you just glow tour. I no, wish I was so as annoying, good. Isn't it? Um, and I just think for me personally, it takes a lot of thought and practice. It was not how I was raised. So I need to work really hard at it. And being back at work and it being September kind of helps mm-hmm. that. Totally. It helps your mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also think, it's really easy to start buying crap at home. It's hard at home. Your cupboards are just there. Totally. And I felt like I'm bored. I can snack. Whereas in the office, if there are no snacks, I won't eat. Guys, I was delivering Haribo at one point. (laughs) I swear on my life. At like 3 p.m. in the middle of a dip, I'd be like, right, get the Haribo over. That's a new low. But as long as you recognize that that was a bad habit and then you can move on. And also I knew that as soon as we got back to the office, it would be a normal routine. Exactly. Um, Have there any health resolutions for the new term? Yeah, I have been taking it all very seriously. So I haven't been leaving the house anywhere near as much as I would have done before. And even just now coming to the office and back, I'm getting my 10,000 steps in, which I know has been sort of debunked anyway recently. Those 10,000 steps. 10,000 is a really good goal. It can't still. Yeah. I've been trying to go for a walk every day, but the fact to you know when we're all working from home it's it's harder yeah. to try and all, it also gets to try boring. and do that when we were in harsh lockdown yeah and it was like 20 minutes a day it was so boring to yeah. walk around the first week was a bit of a novelty and mm. afterwards i was like yeah i'll just skip the walk today <laughs> I, I know the intimate details of like every house on my whole yeah. road i can yeah. tell you which one's got i don't know like a tree that's wonky and you know yeah. all of it talk, let's talk about fitness you wrote a feature on ways to get your mojo back and to get your fitness back if you feel it has waned slightly over the last few months mm. go on tell us then about your fitness journey since lockdown it hasn't changed that drastically to be honest but what has really helped me is having a routine and I think that is one of my tips in like going forward whether it's a class you really like on a Tuesday like just get that in your diary and then they're kind of non-negotiable and mm-hmm. For me, that's really, really important. So in this feature, I spoke to a few experts and one of them said that in general, if you kind of go to the gym regularly, say three or four times a week um, and take about a month off your fitness, you won't really see much 
of a decline in your strength, but your cardio is where you can see more of a drop. Okay, fine. So it's your strength as opposed to... Yeah, and I can definitely reference that. Like in lockdown, I did for the first like two months, zero strength. I was so weedy. My arms were like, there's just nothing there. (laughs) So what are you doing now? Should be stronger. a bit more bar um, and I'm trying to do a bit more strength after my runs. What's your favorite bar? Where do you find bar classes? Cycle. Oh yeah. I've been a couple of times actually to the Mortimer Street studio. Okay. But they're also, I saw as of this week, our lovely um, friend Nicole who worked at Shitlights many moons ago and now works at Cycle said that they have now gone digital. Yeah. So they are offering those online now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they were anyway on IGTV. Um, but I think now it's going to be like a whole new level. Subscription. Uh, I do think bar is one of the most underrated ways to get strong without lifting weights. I have a friend who was supposed to be getting married in June. Obviously that's been cancelled, but she basically started doing bar like six days a week. Guys, I cannot tell you her body. Like she's so tight. That's like the only way I know how mm-hmm. to describe it. Like it's incredible. Like, do you know the perfect where, example? Where is she doing bar? Her bar? Um, Extend bar in Marigold. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, that's yeah. what she loves. And then they've been running their classes online since lockdown as well but seriously you guys like it's the way but if you are looking to get back into the fitness game which is what my feature is about I also it's such as the most, most obvious tip but I think just finding or trying something new I'm feeling a bit kind of like stuck at the moment and I have signed up to a British military fitness class on Saturday <gasps> that's cool well it's something I've always really wanted to try and I've always run past them in the comm and I was like you know what I'm going to do this so is it, it's like simulated presumably it's like somebody who was in the military doing what you're doing the exercises that they would otherwise do I, yeah or just a really quite intense kind of like hit style workout yeah exactly a boot camp cool um, and they separate you into like beginners intermediate and advanced you're with people of your standard sure <laughs> a friend of mine did it to meet men and she's now engaged to someone that she met oh well that's <laughs> so <laughs> lovely and watch out Tim yeah <laughs> well because I, th- I think it's the sort of style of fitness right that quite a lot of blokes are into yeah, so yeah. if you're single you know yeah good tip Harriet thank you very much <laughs> and when I trained for the marathon years ago I had a PT session outside in the common it was like in January and it was freezing and cold at like six in the morning and I actually I loved it yeah. like I loved being cold and then getting home and having a hot shower and then coming to work you felt so good if I like it, I really want to keep up with it it's invigorating Ooh. yeah Heather you were saying you're looking for something yeah to get your mojo going yeah I don't fitness. know what I just need to try a few different things I've been quite keen to try swimming properly because I've been swimming, swimming in the is sea amazing. quite a lot but I'm trying to look where near me has got I mean the sea? pool's reopened <laughs> yeah no, you live on the beach in, but pools like, are open but you have to book a slot it's quite a pain you don't have mine anymore so I was swimming a lot before lockdown as well and there was a time when we had to book a slot but now it seems to be just completely open which oh, is interesting yeah. I know, that is which, good I know which do you do it at a Lido or no I go to Soho House so I go to White City House because it's on my way to work so that works really well for me or that was working really well for me what I need to double check I think they have reopen their showers but that was a reason not to do it for a while as yeah. well because mm. I don't want to get out of the pool and I don't no. know, get my car or certainly not come to the office so yeah must get back to swimming but I was loving it because also don't really like getting hot and sweaty and it's just like not possible to get sweaty in a swimming pool yeah. so that's great and I think I hate I don't want anyone to look at me but once you're in the water no one no. can yeah, just like slide in really. exactly yeah, black swimsuit exactly bikini Got wax get in quickly those are my tips get a cap no one, no one will even recognise you that's mm. true yeah. mm. hopefully no one would anyway but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. are there Lido's in Brighton no there's just mm. the sea but there, there is the Brighton swim school that's like five minutes from me but I don't I'm trying to work out from the website whether it's just for kids or whether I can go. <laughs> and you're to... going to rock out with your cap and yeah, my flippers. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give that a go. I love yoga, but I feel like it's good for you in other ways. But so I need to do something you. a bit more sort of get uh, heart rate going. Exactly. Are you into running or no? No, 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 no. I hate it. <laughs> I think I do love going to the gym and certain machines, but I'm just trying to find something that isn't quite as expensive. Mm. I think. Yeah, Harriet, any 
fitness plans on your horizon? I definitely need to do something. I was so good at the beginning of lockdown. I would say the beginning of the year, I was a disaster for like the first three months. And then we were in lockdown and I thought, if I don't use this opportunity with all of this spare time to do something, I'm going to really regret it. So the first, well, the however many weeks we weren't allowed to see people at all, eight weeks, 12 weeks, can't remember. I was really good. I was doing couch to 5k during the week, um, which is great. It's free if you like running, but it is, it does ease you in actually, if you're not a natural runner obviously. And then at the weekends, I was put in touch from tour with Katie Gray, who is a Pilates teacher. And she would normally teach in London at a studio. But obviously, during lockdown, that was off the cards. So she went digital too. And I loved it. I thought she's a great instructor because it isn't just lie on a floor and do slow sit-ups. It's proper heart-raising stuff. There's a lot of weights in the beginning as well. So you kind of feel like you're getting more than just a Pilates class. A bit like Kind of a mix between Pilates and bar, maybe. Totally. It's total mix, yeah. And do you wear trainers or no? No, but you would want maybe to wear those like grippy socks. Yeah. If your mat is a bit slippy. I home. love anything that means that you can go barefoot or just socks because you I feel don't. like it's going to be chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as long as I don't need my trainers and I won't have to jump and it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Well, well, that's what... So someone described this to me the other day and she was like, my favorite form of exercise is low impact cardio. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. And there really aren't that many forms of it. Mm. However, this particular class that I've been doing, I would say, does tick that box. And it's got strength in it as well. So yeah. you feel a bit more like you it's ticks so many boxes. Yeah. yeah. And one of the reasons low impact cardio is so effective is because, this is a bit scientific, but it doesn't raise your cortisol levels in the same way that something like a HIIT class or a run does. And the minute your cortisol levels are up there, which they are anyway, if you're stressed and live in a city, you cling on to body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, no way. Yeah, which is why things like bar are so efficient at like burning That's fat. So because they bring your levels back to like a normal level. Taught one piece of advice for people looking to get their motivation back post lockdown. I think try something new. It's a weird time, and I think what you loved before might not necessarily work anymore. Mm-hmm. And also, when you jump into it. Make sure to think about your posture and your kind of alignment because so many of us have been hunched over crappy, you know, screens in a really bad way. And I think we need to think about that before we lift and run again. Clever. Thank you. Let's end on a bit of fashion. We wrote a feature on new gold chain necklaces we love right now. I feel like I'm dripping in gold bits these days, actually. By the time I've like layered my necklaces and my earrings and everything, there's a lot of it going on. Um, Am I the only one or is everybody else getting on the gold jewellery trend? Heather? I would really like a gold chain, but I don't actually have one at the moment. So I did really like this feature. But yeah, I'm the same as you, basically, because I moved house during lockdown. I went to go put my earrings on this morning. I just don't know where they are. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I can put some earrings on and had some nice gold hoops in mind. But yeah have no idea where they are so I'll have to find those I love gold jewelry when I was growing up and I was younger it was definitely a silver thing Mm. but obviously gold's so on trend now isn't it but the chain thing is difficult for me this is a fashion question for our fashion editor if you have big boobs how do you make them look good because to me they sort of end up going out (laughs) does that make sense like (laughs) they they float out or worse they delve down in between and I'm just like well that doesn't look very good so I tend because my style is much more like this anyway I tend to wear quite a lot of high neck things I don't have them on today but for a lot of the shows and stuff I'll wear like big earrings or big rings and try and make a statement that way necklaces to me are a tricky one I have loads of them but I don't wear them because every time I put them on I think oh stop trying to be on Instagram like you don't look the same take them off 
Oh, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing so hard. B, I appreciate, you know, I'm the same. There are many trends that I put on and I'm like, what are you thinking? This is not me. So, <laughs> who are yeah, you? Who do you think you are? So, you know, we all have a bit of that. But C, in answer to your question, I would just go shorter. If I yeah. dig mine out, I'm wearing a high neck top. But you can see all of mine are actually really high neck. They're not quite as far as chokery. I hate chokers. They don't look good on me. It's not not about choker. But you know, (laughs) that one sits sits right on the base of my neck. And then I think, yeah, my longest one is just below... That's a decent my neck. And that way it's not going to interfere with any boob situation. Mm-hmm. A necklace kind of disappearing between your boobs is not the one, not is the it? Looks. So, yeah. I just, yeah. And so many of them these days are adjustable in length, thank mm-hmm. God. But I do find it tricky. I take it shorter and then I'm like, no, that just says I have no neck and here are my triple chins. And then it's like, <laughs> but if I do it the other way, then they disappear down the crevice. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. Take it off. Just take well, it off. I don't agree. I'm sure you look very nice in some shorter ones. But yes, fair enough. We all have our, have our things, don't we? <laughs> Um, it's all you into gold jewelry I am I have a couple of very like very fine chains Mm -hmm. I do like that big chunky look but I'm yet to invest or Mm -hmm. wear one the big chunky look is quite heavy I have one if I wear it for a full working day by about five o'clock it has to come off yeah I quite like the look they were like in the winter with like a kind of dark cashmere jumper mm. and like that look I, I think is really smart I kind of want glam yeah I might have to come and hit you up for some tips yeah some of the nicest not. ones are quite a big investment there and I'm concerned that the chunky thing is more of a trend mm-hmm. and that once that goes away I'm going to be looking at these big like daddy-o chains in my jewelry <laughs> box and be like well, that's 150 pounds I'll never wear again yeah, whereas like the rock you know layering his yeah. Own yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas the daintier ones I think are more timeless I yeah agree. I agree. In, in your feature, there were some really nice ones from Otto Jumberg that I thought were so nice. They have such pretty ones. Missima, obviously, we all know, but also um, Astrid and Miu, which is, oh, um, yeah, yeah, like which is a gorgeous brand and so affordable as well. Mm. So there you go, Harriet. I've also got a few from Monica Vinader. Other brands to look out for include Daphine, who we all know had that gorgeous gold ring that everybody was obsessed with last year. <laughs> Harriet's modeling hers right now. <laughs> a little shop called Zara has some good chunky options. So does Mango and other stories. Tor Otto Jumberg, as you say, has some of the most gorgeous selections and Motley is also a brand to know for those kind of more chainy style chains so do have a look at the feature on the site um if you're in the market i think we'll leave it there if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at sheerlux.com we love hearing from you don't forget also to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 